This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, April 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Purdue clears hurdle. Talks aimed at cotton fix. Peanut growers defend payments. Crops for bees and Syngenta sale advances. Sonny Purdue appears closer to getting a Senate vote that would clear the way for him to become Agriculture Secretary by the end of the week. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts is trying to get Democrats to agree to allow a voice vote on Purdue or to at least require a very limited time for debating his nomination. A major roadblock was removed yesterday after Senator Bob Menendez, a Democrat of New Jersey, dropped his hold on Purdue. Menendez was concerned about remarks Purdue made about relaxing restrictions on financing exports to Cuba. Menendez dropped his objection to Purdue after the two talked by phone yesterday afternoon. Roberts was still concerned that Democrats could delay Purdue's confirmation as negotiating leverage on other issues. Cotton fix in the works. Congressional appropriators are working on a deal that would make cottonseed eligible for the price loss coverage program for the first time. The goal is to get the deal into a spending bill that Congress needs to pass this month to fund the rest of fiscal 17. Sources say the proposal is still being tweaked to bring down the cost. There's some concern on the Hill that the provision could look like a pork barrel deal for the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, Thad Cochran of Mississippi. But the fix would take care of a major problem ahead of the next farm bill by creating a new funding stream for cotton. The cotton fix could also take a target off the back of producers who planted more peanuts and received substantially more PLC payments on acres that had formerly been planted to cotton. Peanut growers defend their payments. Peanut growers have been among the biggest recipients of PLC payments under the 2014 Farm Bill. But a Georgia producer, Tim McMillan, told the House Agriculture Subcommittee yesterday that the payments have kept growers in business without leading to a glut of peanuts. McMillan acknowledged that peanut acreage has increased because of acreage being shifted from cotton. But he said the current 90-day supply of peanuts is just adequate to cover the market's needs. He said demand and supply is in balance. For more on the cotton issue and an effort to use the Farm Bill to get funding for school meals, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Growers seek pollinator incentives. Canola and sunflower growers are planning to ask Congress for some type of incentive to encourage production of those crops to provide forage for honeybees and other pollinators. The growers haven't decided whether to seek the incentive through the commodity or conservation programs. But Robert Riding, a Minnesota farmer who is president of U.S. Canola Association, told the House subcommittee that maintaining canola and sunflower acreage was critical to the honeybee industry. FTC OK's Syngenta sale. Kim China's $43 billion acquisition of Syngenta has cleared a major U.S. hurdle. The Federal Trade Commission approved the deal yesterday that on the condition that Kim China divest its generic versions of pesticides chlorothalonil, paraquant, and abinectin. Syngenta owns the branded versions of those chemicals. The European Commission is due to make a decision on the ChemChina Syngenta deal by April 12th. White House tamps down expectations for Xi meeting. White House officials say that no major breakthrough should be expected during meetings later this week between President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping. 
Trump will only be meeting for half day on Thursday and half a day on Friday. Much of the time the leaders spend together at Mar-a-Lago will likely focus on North Korea, according to White House officials. Trump and Xi won't likely get into any specifics on the China-U.S. trade relationship, according to officials. Instead, they'll talk more about a framework for dialogue that'll be followed up on in the future. Bankers lift the cap on farm loans. Bankers say the so-called 1,000-acre rule that limits the size of farm mortgages that Farmer Mac can buy or protect is sharply limiting the amount of private lending that can be done. Farmer Mac CEO Timothy Busby told the House Agriculture Subcommittee yesterday that his institution gets requests on nearly a daily basis to either buy or provide credit protection for mortgages on parcels that exceed 1,000 acres. Farmerback's charter limits its activity to loans of less than $12.6 million. Steve Hankey, president of the Union State Bank of Everest in Kansas, told lawmakers that the restriction needs to go. House clears bill to upgrade weather forecasts. Farmers stand to be among the beneficiaries from a bill on its way to President Trump's desk. Legislation is aimed at improving both short-term and long-term weather forecasts. Representative Frank Lucas, a Republican of Oklahoma, said the legislation is a major step toward more accurate and timely weather predictions. The bill, which also promotes the development of private forecasting data, sets priorities for the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, but won't necessarily lead to increased funding. The House gave final congressional approval to the bill yesterday. Farm runoff targeted for muscle protection. Fish and Wildlife Service is proposing to list a freshwater mussel called the Yellow Lance under the Endangered Species Act. The mussel's decline is blamed on runoff from a variety of sources, including farms and sewage treatment plants. The mussels are found in the upper Chesapeake River Basin in Maryland and the Noose River Basin in North Carolina. The agency says there are ongoing efforts to work with farmers through the NRCS to install riparian buffers along streams. USDA getting input on animal traceability. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service has scheduled a series of meetings to get input from producers and the public on the animal disease traceability system. The first three meetings will be held April 11th in Oklahoma City, April 13th in Riverdale, Maryland, and April 20th in Nashville. Next month, meetings are scheduled for May 2nd in Minneapolis, May 4th in Denver, May 11th in Rancho Cordova, California, and May 24th in Billings, Montana. Here's today's He Said It. West Texas and cotton are synonymous. Cotton is king. Cotton is life, and we're in a real crisis. That Representative Jody Arrington, a Republican of Texas. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, April 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.